Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I am your host, Connie Albers. Now, we have a special guest. Now, I I want to introduce you to someone that I haven't had on the program before. It's Dr. Chris Hughes. He's a global communicator, an author, and a Christian political advocate. Chris is a fellow at the Colson Center. He is the founder of Salvation Ministries and has traveled as a global ambassador for the Military Family Foundation. Chris Hughes is an experienced technology entrepreneur and served as the founding chairman for the Florida Constitutional Officers Association. Chris Hughes is a recipient of the Wall Street Journal Award for Political Science Excellence and is the recipient of the Victor Martinelli Award as an outstanding county treasurer of the United States of America. He's a dad, he's a husband, He's a culture warrior, a public speaker, a celebrity chef, and an author. You're going to enjoy this podcast as Chris and I discuss Citizens for America, what he's doing, the new radio program that he has coming uh, in late January, early February. And we just have a, a great discussion of what Citizens for America is, what you can do, what the Students for America is, and and how he's trying to make an impact in our culture for our children and our children's children. Please join me for this episode of Equipped to Be with Dr. Chris Hughes. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Hey, how did you enjoy last segment with uh, Chris Hughes? I know that that information uh, may have surprised you a bit. Maybe it hasn't. Because to be honest with you, I think most Americans have woken up to what is happening and how our families are being undermined. That interview was so impactful that I have asked Chris to come back for part two. And I know you're going to enjoy this because we're going to talk more about his story, about what God is doing, about how God got him to where he he is and what's coming ahead in 2023. So with that in mind, I want to welcome Chris back to the program for part two of my conversation with Chris Hughes, who is a global communicator, an author, a Christian political advocate. I mean, he's just um, been in a lot of arenas, has a lot of knowledge and skills, and always focuses on uh, pointing people to the kingdom and to the Lord in all that he does. So Chris, thanks for coming back to Equipped to Be. Connie, thank you so much for having me here again this week. It's it's a pleasure to be on your show, and I just love your program so much, and I'm thankful for the information that you provide to listeners, because we as parents need to know how we can better be equipped to do the things that God has called us to do in our own family. So thank you for letting me be here today. Oh, well, you are most welcome. It's really funny that I talk so much you know, about parenting, because I was, I was really raised in corporate um, with a corporate mindset. In my yearbook, I would have, you know, the comments were most likely to become president or run a large, uh, be CEO of some large company or, you know, anything that had to do with entrepreneurship and, you know, kind of like, I am woman and I can do it all. 
And so the idea that I was going to have all these children and then I was going to be homeschooling them and helping to shape a movement that is the fastest growing educational method in America, which is the homeschool movement. It's not moms being home with their kids and doing, you know, 20 subjects a day. It is so, it has expanded and grown and changed so much. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, not homeschooling, but as you and I have met, we met a, uh, many months ago, and there was just this kind of synergy of p- mission and point and uh, it was it was pretty impactful for me and and our conversations over the past few months and I have loved watching what God is doing in the work that you He's set before you and you know the podcast is called Equipped to Be Equipped to Be a Doer of God's Word. Your life, your story has has changed. God said go left, you've turned left. God says go right, you turn right. God says pause. That's probably a little harder for you, but you you will pause. <laughs> but I would love for you to tell my audience who Chris Hughes is and and what God is calling you to do now. Well, Connie, that's funny. I, if I ever grow up and figure out who Chris Hughes is, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ that just has a passion to tell everybody I know about the saving grace. Uh, of Jesus. But Connie, I'll share you with you and your listeners some of the things that I've done and really throughout my life. I, I mean, God's blessed me. I've, I have had an interesting life. My father was in marine construction growing up, and uh, the longest I ever lived any place was um, two and a half years. I, th- I think I've lived in nearly 50 different houses in my life. So we moved around a lot. I went to four different high schools. And for some people, that would be intimidating, but I think God used those experiences to prepare me to be able to interact with people kind of in any circumstance or situation that may come along in life. But throughout my life, there's really been three things, Connie, that are kind of a reoccurring uh, part of my life that keep coming up. And and some of this you, you may not know about me is that I love to barbecue. Uh, now, now, you've seen me. Uh, I'm a short, fat guy, and I like to eat. And Connie, for many years now, this was before the Food Network and all the stuff on TV right now, but um, people are aware of this now. Back then, they weren't, but I competed on the professional barbecue competition circuit for many, many years. I don't think you knew that. That's why I'm so fat today. I, 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 this was a hobby, and that led into people wanting me to cook for them and do different things, and so I've written three cookbooks, and uh, I used to have a TV cooking show for eight years called On the Grill with Mr. Barbecue. Basically, the premise was anything that you can cook in our oven or stove, uh, you can cook on a grill. Mm-hmm. If you boil it, you spoil it. If you put it <laughs> on the grill, you put thrill in it. Uh, so that was a hobby of mine, barbecue. And 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 really, Connie, I mean, I joke about that, but barbecue was also a ministry for me because when you feed people, uh, you earn the right to share Jesus with them. And then uh, in, in, in the world of politics, which I'll talk about in a minute, again, if you feed people, they might want to vote for you. So um, so barbecue was a hobby, but Connie, uh, my true passions in life have always been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, even at a very early age, and telling the world about the saving grace of Jesus, and then public service to others. Uh, when I was eight years old, I felt like God was calling me into the ministry. I mean, certainly at eight, I didn't know what that meant, but but that calling has been on my life, uh, my entire life. And in 19... 19- 
1998, I formed a ministry called Salvation Ministries. And we held revivals and crusades all over the world. Uh, we did disaster relief cooking. You know, I've, I've thought about some of the disasters in our world this past year with hurricanes and tornadoes and other things. And for many, many years, I was a big part of that where uh, you, you might remember um, uh, the, the um, hurricane, I think it was Ivan, was it, that was that hit New Orleans in that area. And we were some of the first cooking. We were kind of like the special forces of cooking teams. Food is an important part when disaster relief hits because people many times don't have a lot of food in their cupboards anyway. But when their home is destroyed, a hot meal can really bring a peace to somebody and give you the opportunity to share Jesus. Uh, we did a, a lot of work, Connie. I know that you want me to get the politics of it, but we did a lot of work in, in India and around the world. And and we trained pastors in India and other countries. We we built two orphanages in in India. And for the past five years now, the real focus of our ministry has been in the Philippines. And I'm going to use a church term. We have planted, which really means we've started 36 churches that we plan and fund on a monthly basis uh, with indigenous pastors in the Philippines. And next year, we hope to start a Bible college in the Philippines. So that's the ministry side that really is key in everything that I do, because as followers of Jesus Christ, I believe that Jesus needs to be at the center of our lives, no matter what we do. But Connie, from an early age, I have loved politics. Now, I, I don't know if that's a curse or a blessing. My wife just does not get it. Vicky is like an introvert, and, and uh, I think she hates the political side of, of my life. But you know, it all started in kindergarten, uh, Connie, when I became class president in my kindergarten class and then uh, student body president and president of my senior class in, in, uh, in college. And I don't know, it's like a drug to me, Connie. I love being involved in, it's not about making money to me. It's not about power. It's really about service to other people. So in, in 1992, I ran for public office for the first time. Uh, I've run for public office six times. God's blessed me and that I've never lost an election. And and so I've been very involved in politics. But a couple of years ago, God uh, really began to burden me that we have got to find a way to get Christians engaged in public policy and in the public arena. Too many things, Connie, were happening in our country. I mean, since 1973, more than 65 million babies have been brutally murdered uh, through abortion. Uh, we've seen the destruction of the traditional family value in our country. And as things happen in the United States, they then follow around the world. Uh, we're seeing sexual confusion among our children. And as of the program, when I was recently on your show, we talked about the curriculums that are in our public schools that are teaching just graphic sex to our kids. And I realized that I needed to do something. And then I felt like God was calling me to take a stand and then challenge other Christians uh, to develop what we call a biblical worldview. So, Connie, a worldview is basically the way we see life. It's the lens through which we see things. And, and as a Christian, God has called us to see everything through the lens of the Bible. But if we don't read the Bible, we don't understand the Bible, we don't know what God has called us to do, then how can we take that biblical worldview and then take it into the world? Um, so there are a lot of organizations that, you know, the Colson uh, Center is a great organization. And you're a fellow for, with the Colson Institute uh, Center, I, I, right? I am. Yeah. I am. Yes. Uh, so I'll go down a little rabbit trail here. <laughs> uh, Chuck Colson. Um, uh, for most of your listeners are probably not old enough, but there was a president in the early 70s named Richard Nixon, 
and and kind of uh, like Kellyanne Conway was to President Trump, Chuck Colson was his advisor. He was an attorney. Uh, Chuck um, was involved in the Watergate scenario, and and Chuck was the first person. He didn't contest the charges. He, he he confessed, and he was the first to go to jail. But in between Watergate and before he went to jail, he had a friend who started telling him about Jesus. It wasn't a jailhouse conversion. To hear Chuck Colson, one of the most powerful men in the world, get saved. He he uh, he goes to prison because he knows he did something wrong. In prison, he gets a passion for prisoners who were not learning about Jesus, not being loved by society when they get out. And Chuck Colson formed two organizations. The first was uh, Prison Fellowship, which is the largest Christian prison ministry in the world. And then he formed another organization because, like me, he has a passion for politics. He formed an organization called the Colson Center for Biblical Worldview, where they train Christians how to develop a biblical worldview. Well, I became a Colson Fellow and went through that. It's like a master's degree. It's about a 10-month program. But what I saw is other organizations were not training Christians how to take a biblical worldview specifically into the arena of public policy and politics. So this past year, we formed an organization called the Citizens for America Foundation. The Citizens for America Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, uh, which basically uh, is created for the purpose of helping Christians develop a biblical worldview. Uh, it's dedicated to impacting the culture for Jesus, and, and we want to protect religious freedom, preserve our Christian heritage. You know, in our school book today, kids aren't taught how much God influenced the founding of this nation, but he did. And Christians, regardless of what they're taught today, were very involved in the founding of this nation. We want to strengthen families. We want to defend the sanctity of human life. And and we want to do this by helping people develop a biblical worldview through education and public policy. You know, I've loved watching how this has kind of come about. And I did, I was, I was smiling when you said about your wife and politics. I, I too have had an affinity for the political uh, arena and been involved many times over my life. And when I mention uh, something, whatever it's, whatever I feel the Lord's calling me to, my children and my husband kind of roll their eyes and be like, oh no, here she goes again. And so it's, but it's important and they respect that. And I know your family does as well. You know, when we think about uh, Citizens for America, you're taking your pastoral, uh, what you've learned from life, what you've learned from the, the Christian world, from pastoral care, you've, you've learned from the political arena. And I remember as I, uh, I used to um, be a political strategist, and when I went to D.C. for a congressman that I had you know, helped put in office, you can't help but go to D.C. and, and just marvel at our country and, and the greatness of our country. And I remember saying something to the effect of, this is just, this is just amazing. It's just so uh, incredible. And he goes, yes, the buildings are beautiful, but what happens inside will make them sick, will make you sick. And he doesn't mean, you know, he didn't mean physically, he just meant just mm, kind of like you get sick of the politics of it. So it's not politics that I enjoy. It's the policy. And you said something, and I thought, for me, it's about impact. It's about knowing that when you enter in that fray, even though it can be kind of ugly and rough and tumble, you really are having an impact. And that is what you're doing with Citizens for America. And I specifically want to talk to you about a new project that God has opened the door. And as we begin this, at the time of our recording, you know, we're getting ready to embark on a new year. You know, we've had a rough couple of two years. 
Since 2019, we have watched our society be shaked and rattled and torn apart on every level. I mean, there's not an area that hasn't been tampered, touched, or tried to destroy. And we're seeing that. But I have watched how God is 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 kind of taking everything about all these experiences and all these relationships that you have been actively building over the years and channeling them into Citizens for America. So be very specific. Tell us more about this radio show. I'm honored that I get to be a small part of what you're doing in that arena. And tell us more. I, I really want to use this opportunity to help expose um, what you're doing and the work that you're doing to my audience. It's it's a global audience. And so some of them you know, might not be as in tune with America, American politics or culture, but Biblical culture affects and impacts all of us, no matter where you live, whether you're in Brazil or you're in India or or whether you're over in Sweden or Denmark, it, it impacts all, all of you. And Chris, this is an area that uh, has been really impactful to you. And I, I remember one of our conversations, you're like, well, I finally decided like, we're just going to go in this, you know, like over here. We're just kind of like, this is what we're going to do. I've been in all these other areas. And it's a new endeavor for you, and there's there's hopes, there's there's probably some fears, there's challenges, but let's talk about Citizens for America. What's your goal? Sure. Well, Connie, uh, I would encourage the listeners again to go to citizensforamericafoundation.com. That's citizensforamericafoundation.com, and that'll show you the vision. that uh, There's a tab called the Issues We Advocate, which I kind of touched on a little bit. There's programs and conferences and other things. It's really the vision that God gave us initially of what we were going to do and and how we were going to uh, not just impact the culture for Jesus, but really specifically target the next generation of leaders to try to turn our culture around, not just in the United States, but around the world. And Connie, as you know, it's funny how God works sometimes. So, you know, we were going down this path. And again, that entire vision is laid out on our website at citizensforamericafoundation.com. But back, I don't know, maybe in May, there was a lady that uh, called me up and offered to help me raise some money. And she said she was going to call some people and see if she could get them to donate. And and when you so when you look at our website, there's not a lot of information yet that's fixing to change about, as you mentioned, Connie, a radio show. So the, one of the people this lady called was a man named Stu Epperson Jr. Uh, now, your listeners may be familiar with an organization called Salem Media. It's the largest Christian media company in the world, and they are all over the world. They publish books. They have radio, TV, all kinds of stuff. That was founded by a man named Stu Epperson who lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and he's still alive. His son, Stu Epperson Jr., followed his father's footsteps and started a media company called Truth Media. And uh, and so this lady that was trying to help me called Stu and asked him for a donation. And Stu said, donation, if Chris really wants to make an impact with Citizens for America, he needs to get on the radio and be able to reach millions of people across the country, and I can help him do that. Now, Connie, that wasn't on my radar at all. And if Stu's listening, I'm going to get in trouble for this. To be honest, <laughs> I was kind of like, Stu, forget the radio. We need money to do what God has called us to do. But uh, but God always has a better plan. So I talked to Stu and went and met with him, and, and God began to open my eyes that this was a way where we could, you know, I said we wanted to impact the culture for Jesus, and I was not trusting God for the big things. And God's like, 
here's an opportunity for you to reach the nation and the whole world uh, in a way that you never imagined possible. So we started scurrying in a hurry and and really, I, I met you in June of 2021, and literally the week that I met you, uh, we started a podcast, and it was called The Christian, or is called The Christian Perspective with Chris Hughes. So for your listeners who are uh, interested in a biblical worldview and engaging the culture for Jesus, uh, you can Google anywhere you get it, whether it's Apple or or Spotify or any of the places that you would get a podcast, just like where you get Connie's show. Uh, you can get the Christian perspective with Chris Hughes. Uh, we usually have guests, and we address topical issues in the culture. It's not always political issues or a lot of different things. Um, and and so that started in, in June. In October, God continued to push the phase, and Stu kept saying, you need to be on the radio. So we started a weekly radio show in late October, again, called The Christian Perspective with Chris Hughes. It comes on Saturdays at 3 o'clock on the Truth Media Network. And then uh, Stu's like, you know, you said you wanted to be on national radio. What are you doing? So our vision then became I wanted to have a one-hour weekly show, which is the official program of the Citizens for America uh, Foundation, a one-hour, excuse me, one-hour daily show every week nationally across the nation, and that would then be carried through the Internet around the world. But I didn't have a studio. I didn't know what I was going to do or, or how I was going to do it. And uh, Connie, I meet part of of what our ministry is. We meet with pastors uh, across the country to encourage them to register voters in their churches, which is perfectly legal, and to to maybe even run for office themselves. I mean, if you're a pastor and you're listening, you may not have thought about this. God's gifted you as a good speaker already. If you're doing your job, you're not in your community, who better to run for office locally than a pastor? So part of what I do is encourage pastors to do that. And I went to a meeting to, to meet with some pastors. When I was there, uh, another gentleman that I didn't know named Scott Coulter was there. And Scott is the national executive director of an organization called the Conservative Baptist Network. And he began talking about what they were doing, and they are based out of Memphis, Tennessee. Now, Connie, I know that you have appeared on a show called Focus on the Family, which is a great Christian program. And on Focus on the Family, they are based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. And in that area, there are over 200 ministries that are based there in Colorado Springs. And God began to give me a vision. Uh, You mentioned the partnerships and friendships I've made over the years to develop what I call a ministry hub somewhere on the East Coast. So... um, Scott Coulter told me about a, uh, uh, invited me to come and meet on the campus of, of a school I'd not heard of called a Mid America Baptist Theological Seminary in Memphis, Tennessee. So I went there to meet with them, with the president, Michael Spradlin, as the president there. And many of your listeners may remember a very famous preacher named Adrian Rogers. Now, Adrian died over 10 years ago, but he has a ministry called Love Worth Finding Ministries. And, and, I even heard his show. It's kind of weird because he's been dead for so long, but I heard it on the radio yesterday. Well, Love Worth Finding Ministries built their studios on the campus of Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. And when I was meeting with Dr. Spradlin and telling him the vision of Citizens for America, he says, well, have you thought about having a radio program? Now, Connie, that's how God reaffirms things that he's telling you to do. And and I've been avoiding it. And he said, well, come here, I want to show you something. So he walks me back through the through their campus and back to the back of this hallway. 
and takes me in this room that I didn't even know existed, and it's the Love Worth Finding Studios. Mm. I mean, it is a world-class, state-of-the-art studios. And Dr. Spradlin said, if you will move the national headquarters of Citizens for America to Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary, we will let you use this studio, and we would love for you to broadcast a daily one-hour national program from the campus of Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. Mm. Connie, it's amazing how God works. That Mm -hmm. wasn't on my radar. It wasn't something I planned. And God said, you need to do this. I avoided it and, and did not go looking for it. And God kept opening doorways for us to be able to have this national radio program. As you mentioned, you know, know, we met uh, in June of of 2021, and and God showed me the great ministry you have through your Equipped to Be podcast and through the books and the speaking that you have all over the country. And and we formed a a relationship of a partnership in common to try to reach families for Jesus and, and help families be better equipped. And so uh, I hope it's okay to mention this. So I, I talked to you, and, and and so our plan is to, starting the first week of February in, in 2022, is to begin a one-hour daily national radio program on the Truth Broadcast Network, and then we'll be finding, looking for independent radio stations. So if you have a Christian radio station or any kind of radio station in your area, uh, we're going to provide the the show free to anybody that wants to play that show. And every Friday, our plan, God willing, is to have Family Fridays with Connie Albers, where Connie will be a regular co-host on Fridays, where we'll address the issues for families uh, through a new national medium across the country. Isn't that exciting? I'm just, I'm it excited is. to see how God is bringing this together. I I love how, um, I, I had to write this down, I've underlined it twice, uh, because I found it to be true in my life. And as families and parents and uh, listeners are hearing this, I, I want to just bring back something that Chris said, God's whispers, God's whispers, God speaks through other people, through uh, experiences through relationships that you have through little through little nudges and and sometimes you ignore the whisper you know it's kind of like no 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 like that's what happened with me Chris with writing the book I'm like I laughed when God I I, I woke up and I was like every day I wake up I'm like God what's my assignment for today and you know he said I want you to write a book and I really and I know uh, you uh, you've heard this story before, but I, I woke up and when I asked the Lord that, and He said, right, I laughed. I thought, I'm not a writer. I'm a, I'm a communicator. I'm a speaker. And it was like, duh, well, that's what writers do. They communicate. <laughs> but I, it took me a while before I could settle into what God was saying for me to do. And it had to come in many ways. And listeners, is there something right now that you know God has been whispering in your ear that he's wanting you to pay attention to. He's wanting you to to step out or to speak up, or maybe he's wanting you to slow down. And he's wanting you to turn your heart and your attention uh, from everything that's been pulling you in a million different directions and focus on the people that are right in front of you. Those Maybe it's those children, or it's your marriage, or, or, or maybe it's the ministry that you have within your church. But is, is there something that you just know God is whispering? Are you listening? You don't know where God is leading you until you step, until you say, okay, I'll say yes. And you don't have to know how this is going to come 
how God's going to do it. I know, Chris, uh, we haven't even, you haven't even shared with people how, how God brought together the financial piece, because when God calls you to something, he equips you for it, which means he puts people like, like Stu in your path. And, and this woman that says, do you need money? God has equipped everybody with unique gifts, strengths, and talents. Some people have a lot of zeros in their bank account, and they are called to give. They are called to support. Some people has given, have given people a platform, and they are called to speak up and speak out and lead, and lead with intention. Some, some people are called to pray. Some people are called to serve. I don't know what your area is, specifically listeners. But God does. And I'm going to ask you now, are you being faithful? Are you stepping into that area? Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be big or grand. But if God is calling you, I'm going to say he will equip you. And and there's something else. You don't have to have it all figured out before you begin. Chris, I've watched you. You're like, I'm going to do it, but I don't know where we're going to get this money because, you know, ministries have mortgages and, you know, um, I still have to pay bills. You have a couple kids in college and you know, those schools, you know, they're like, hey, pay the tuition and pay for books. And, you know, that could be a second mortgage in and of itself. But Chris, you have seen the faithfulness of the Lord call you, equip you, and provide. And I love what you said, God willing, this. Your hands are open. You're not white knuckling this. You're not trying to hold on to something. It's fluid. Listeners, is there something in your life that you're, you need to hold loosely. If God has it for you, it's going to stay right there. It's going to just rest firmly in your palm, and, and you're not going to have to reach and grab so hard for it. It's going to be the subtle whispers. It's going to be the stepping into. It's going to be saying, yes, but I might be afraid. Yes, but I don't know how. <laughs> yes, but I don't have all these connections that Chris Hughes has. I don't have the platform that Connie has. You don't have to have that. You just have to be faithful to get up today and say, what's my assignment? And Lord, to the best of my ability, I'm going to be obedient to the assignment you've given to me. And I'll go to bed tonight, not worried and failing and 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 crying about what I didn't do, those hundred things that are on my list I didn't get done. But Lord, I'm going to go to bed and say, I didn't get everything done that I thought I was going to do. Lord, tell me what my instructions are tonight so tomorrow morning I can get up. And I can be ready to step into the next thing, whatever it is. Now, Chris, with uh, what you do, you have started and you're opening, and I don't know where this fits into everything else because I don't know when you sleep and I'm not sure you sleep, but you're starting clubs on college campuses. I know Memphis, uh, especially with Citizens for America being based at Mid-America Seminary, you know, you have the University of Memphis, there's, you have Christian Brothers College, there's a lot of colleges and 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 universities around there, but your goal is to uh, open new clubs and college campuses. Part of that is to equip these young students to combat what they're what they're experiencing. I mean, we're a nation in chaos and crisis and a culture in absolute decline. Um, how are those different from what's already in existence? Yeah, Connie, a big part of, of the initial vision God gave to me was educating and training the next generation of leaders and specifically focusing on students and college campuses. Now, um, I, I have two, two uh, children in college, so I'm intimately aware of what's going on right now. And, and folks, you just would not believe 
They call it the cancel culture. And if you have Christian views or biblical worldviews, um, uh, it's difficult on college campus for Christian students today. But I've also found that there are a lot of students out there who have an interest that are Christians that are interested in the political arena and trying to shape public policy. And, and, and you would be amazed, Connie, a lot of young people today are very pro-life, mm. uh, but that you don't know that from seeing what's going on in the media today. So I started looking at organizations. There are a lot of great conservative organizations on college campuses across the country. There are some great Christian organizations. Um, there's a, a real good political organization called Turning Point USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people, your listeners might have seen Charlie Kirk on TV or the radio or heard him on the radio. Um, it's a great organization, but it's not a Christian organization. So what I found is there wasn't a home for what we call social conservatives, meaning meaning people who believe in, in the sanctity of human life and traditional family and that kind of thing, that were Christians that wanted to be engaged in the political process. So part of what Citizens for America wanted to do is find a way to uh, give a home for those students on college campuses. So we have a sister organization called Students for America. You can find them online. And on Facebook and social media and, and and a website. And Students for America is is headed up by a young man named Andrew Green. And uh, Andrew right now is traveling across the country. We're really with COVID, it made it a little bit difficult for a while, you know, because colleges, many colleges were not meeting in person. But this past fall of 2021, college campuses opened back up and we have started traveling across the country. We call them chapters, which is a college term, but really it's a club on college campuses. Uh, that is a home for conservative Christian students that want to engage in public policy and become educated and develop a biblical worldview. And Connie, just two weeks ago, uh, we got a new chapter on Clemson University's campus. Wow! So we're excited as we're as we're growing. So it's it's mm-hmm. not just at Christian colleges. I mean, we're really focusing on, on public uh, education institutions as well. You know, I am curious. How is that being received? Well, the campuses don't like it a whole lot, but they, but uh, you know, there's not a whole lot that that they can do about it because you know the federal government allows you freedom of speech and that kind of thing. But, but there are cases where, um, uh, like Andrew um, has has been. So, so colleges have what's called tabling days. So those who went to college you may remember. So they have these days where people can sign up for clubs and. Part of what Andrew and the team does is they go set up a table on a college campus where other clubs are trying to sign up people. And, you know, sometimes you'll have homosexual activists or transgenders or whatever come and scream and yell in your face and that kind of thing. Um, uh, you may remember about a year ago, it wasn't with our organization, but with another organization, a student was punched in the face uh, for having conservative Christian values. So, uh, you know, that they do try to intimidate you, but you just can't back down and you keep moving forward. Right. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's what we have to model. Uh, we have to model that that ability to, one, be resilient, speak the truth, don't be afraid, got to starve the fear. I mean, if we, if we live in fear, which we have seen over the last few uh, years, how easy it has been to make people fearful, to silence people, just the mere thought of one word. I mean, we've lost the We've really lost or we're losing the word war. Uh, so many words as, I, as I'm currently writing and working on another book. Yeah, I have to be so careful with what words I use and I have to think ahead. Well, what word will be acceptable in a year or two years when this book actually comes out? And, you know, part of what I see you being able to do with Citizens for America and the Citizens for America Foundation is 
is being able to take these young leaders who are saying, all right, here I am, Lord, use me. I I know there are more of me uh, like me out there. Um, if I can stand, they will come and we can lock arms. They just need that encouragement and that support, which I know uh, you and your team bring to them. And that is where we're, you know, as I worked with college kids for many, many years, and that's what kind of led to Parenting Beyond the Rules, I would just listen to the kids, uh, what they would, what questions they would have and what struggles they were wrestling with. And, and, you know, I wasn't their parent, but we hosted them in our home every single week and they would talk and I would just listen and journal and pay attention. And it's, it opened my eyes to a lot of things that is very different than even when my children were in college. You know, my kids are now all out of college, but it was rough for them when they were in college. It's kind of like, you know, what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. And I'm seeing a boldness starting to come through in our young people. It's on both sides. You know, one side's pretty emboldened and the other one's starting to speak up and say, no, 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 wait. This is, this is like my country too. And we're going to, we can have an exchange. We can have a, a, a debate about ideas and, and and perspectives and theology and religion. We can have those conversations without hurting and harming one another. And bringing that to our college campuses is, is a huge task, but it is also absolutely needed. And I believe with what you're doing with Students for America, that Andrew and his team and what you're doing and the support that you're offering them you'll start to see others lock arms, other colleges beyond Clemson that say, yes, yes, I'm here and I have to do something because I think most of us are in this place of saying, I've got to do something. If I just sit, my country will burn down. Right. And Connie, you mentioned the war of words and we were losing that war for a long time. And that's part of the reason we wanted to form Citizens for America and Students for America is uh, the part of the reason we were losing the war on words is our side didn't know what to say. They weren't educated. And that's why we've created this educational format where students and Christians can learn about these issues learn about the transgender movement, the homosexual movement, the family. What is a traditional family? Is abortion really a sin? Is it wrong? Are you born a homosexual? These are all issues that our high school students and our college students are facing every day in high school and campus. They're topics that don't just come up in the lunchroom, in the cafeteria, they are openly discussed in classes that you would think that has nothing to do with that subject. But our side didn't know what to say because they weren't educated. So we're trying to provide an avenue where we are educated in a loving manner to be able to discuss these issues, as you mentioned the word debate, where we can have debates in a loving and kind manner. And what you'll find is the other side loves to shout and scream and back us down but, but many times they don't really know what they believe or why they believe it either. Right. And that's a big part of what I want our side to understand is we need to know what we believe and why we believe it and stand firm in a strong and loving and God way, godly way to be able to communicate what we believe and why we believe. That's actually a great way to wrap up this segment of Equipped to Be. Um, Chris, would you uh, just tell everybody where they can go to find out more about Citizens for America Foundation uh, the work that you're doing, uh, you've already mentioned the podcast, but just list those. And listeners, I know you'll want to go check these out. So make sure you go over to the um, to the show notes. I'll have all that listed. You can link to it and check it out. Make sure you're tuning into the podcast. 
uh, that Chris has on Truth Media that's very important, Christian Perspective with Chris Hughes. Look forward to coming and joining alongside the the radio show that's going to go live here um, probably in early 2022, if all goes well. You'll be equipped. You'll be motivated. You can get engaged and become active and do what you are able to do, what God has called you to do, to defend your family, defend your faith, and prepare your country to stand strong and remain strong, even though there are some pretty interesting and, I would say, evil forces that are coming against so many people. We see it everywhere. So Chris, tell us how to find you, and we'll wrap up this edition of Equipped to Be. Connie, thank you so much for allowing me to come on Equipped to Be today and share with your listeners what we're doing. For those of you who want to get involved, please pray for us and go to our website. It's citizensforamericafoundation.com, citizensforamericafoundation.com, and then you can like us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever outlet that you're on. And then be on the lookout for our podcast. It's called The Christian Perspective with Chris Hughes. We address great issues every week, and as Connie said, Coming up in February of 2021, the first week, we're going to start our show, The Christian Perspective with Chris Hughes. And as fans of Connie, be sure to listen on Fridays as we have Family Fridays with Connie Albers. Folks, God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing. Please join us in this fight as we impact the culture for Jesus. Thank you for being with us, Chris. And listeners, thank you for joining us on this edition of Equipped to Be. We'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.